0: Welcome to the Red Pill Plus Podcast. And we're now doing news plus sports. There's no orange man bad, war good, uniparty mantra here. Red Pill Plus. Red Pill Plus. Sports plus news. Done right. All right, all right, all right. We're so thankful that you joined us on this uh, Friday morning, actually. It's about 2.30 Friday morning. And uh, we're jumping on to give you an update uh, on the NFL coaching search uh, with a highlight on Pete Carroll uh, and uh, Bill Belichick. And uh, we're going to title this particular episode... No Country for Old Men, and uh, highlight uh, the problem that Pete Carroll and Bill Belichick are running into, because the NFL, quite honestly, has become a young man's, always been a young man's game for his players, uh, but it is becoming even more so a young man's game for uh, coaches. And you see that just over and over with – you got guys that are actually still really young and have been uh they've been coaching multiple years now. Uh like gr uh, LaFleur in Green Bay and you got Shanahan in uh San Francisco. You got um Sean uh okay, I'm trying to think of his name. Um McVeigh in, in LA. He's been there several years what six, seven, eight years and uh, still you know barely 40 years of age. So just uh, just a young man's game and uh, it's unthinkable. but let's go through the let's go, what I want to do is first go kind of through and update you on the uh, coaching changes and then we will uh, we'll kind of uh, I want to and I think there's a great lesson to be learned here we'll kind of address the Pete Carroll and, uh, and Bill Belichick uh, portions of this. Uh, the Patriots, of course, uh, brought in uh, or elevated Gerard Mayo, who was, uh, I believe, linebacker coach there when they let Belichick go. Uh, you know, he's the guy that came on. First thing he said was, you want to talk about color. And I was like, you know, that's fine, but uh, th- there's only one. One two things that NFL teams care about, and that's wins and losses. And uh, so, uh, then the Raiders elevated Antonio Pierce. Uh, the the uh, Titans who got rid of Mike Vrabel, who was a great coach, didn't have a great last couple of years, but uh, they elevated actually the Bengals offensive coordinator Brian Callahan. And then you had the Chargers who uh, probably one of the most high-profile uh, hires. The Chargers brought in uh, Jim Harbaugh, and I do have some comments about that. I'll circle back to that here just a moment. The Panthers today, and I'll kind of talk about some of these as well, has hired former uh, Seattle Seahawks, uh, I believe quarterback coach. I don't think he was the offensive coordinator in Seattle. I could be wrong on that but he was definitely the offensive coordinator for one year at uh, Tampa Bay. Uh, David Canales, and then the Falcons uh, have uh, elected to go with Raheem Morris, who was the defensive coordinator of the Los Angeles Rams. So I want to go through these and kind of circle back. I, I do want to talk about Jim Harbaugh for just a minute. Uh, and I know Michigan fans hate to hear this, <coughs> Excuse me, but I think the uh, I think Jim Harbaugh saw the writing on the wall. While at the same at the same time that uh, no doubt Michigan fans, I mean they hadn't won a championship in thirty years, twenty six or twenty eight to be exact, but it sounds worse if I say thirty. But and and that was I think a shared. That was actually a shared. That wasn't even an outright uh, national championship. Uh, but anyway, nonetheless, they they, won, they were the best team uh, hands down this year outside of probably Georgia. But be that as it may, they, um, uh, they've they got a lot of trouble brewing. There's a lot of stuff. And the NCAA may, you know, they they have wet the bed so much to where it may not, you know, it may not anything come of it. The NCAA may be too – totally toothless, more toothless than they are now, and uh, I have a feeling if Michigan just says no, you know, go pound rocks or kick rocks, pound sand, uh, there's probably not a lot they can do, but if they do cave in the CAA, then I think they're in for some long, dark winters and uh, several of them. Uh, and Gerard Mayo, uh, you know, one thing that I, I X'd out the other day and said this, that you know, you look at all these especially really high-profile traditional programs like a Michigan, and you uh, have a what we call a legacy coach, a coach with a big name, and he leaves, and every single time they have elevated, almost without fi- uh, fail, when they have elevated an assistant coach, it doesn't work. Uh, it's just not the juice that a legacy coach brings in so we'll see, and I'm not I'm not pulling uh, for Sharon if if he indeed gets the job, I'm not pulling for Sharon Brown not to do well. Just like I'm not pulling for Gerard Mayo not to do well uh, in New England with the Patriots. Uh, but I did want to go over some of these uh, latest hires. Uh, one of them being uh, uh, Brian Callahan. I won't say as much, but. I think Mike Vrabel was was a great coach. I, I think they probably should have continued with him. But I think Brian Callahan, and you're seeing this in the NFL, that the NFL is really going, is and this swings back and forth. You'll see it a few years. It'll be them hiring defensive coordinators for head coaches. Then they'll, for a while, mainly hire uh, offensive coordinators. And this year it's been a little bit of a mixed bag. Uh, Antonio Pierce is more of a defensive guy. Uh, then you have um, Gerard Mayo's a defensive guy. Brian Callahan's an offensive guy. Jim Harbaugh's really a defensive guy. Uh, Dave Canales is an offensive guy. Uh, and then you have uh, Raheem Morris, who is a defensive guy. And I'm not. I'm, I'm trying to think about David Canales. I'm not totally sure on him. If he is offense or defense, uh, that may hit me here in a moment. Then you have two current vacancies, or actually one left. The Commanders has officially hired Ben Johnson, who also was offensive coordinator, or is the offensive coordinator of the Detroit Lions. Uh, And uh, before that was the offensive coordinator, uh, was he with the Eagles maybe? And then went to the Lions – Maybe I I, I I could have that wrong. Um, so, anyway, you have one team left, and that's Seahawks. Uh, but I want to go through these just a moment. Uh, Jim Harbaugh talked about him a little bit. I think he got out the right time, won the championship. He's getting out of the uh, mess that's coming to Michigan. And besides this, you know, Ohio State's retooling. So, you know, you had some really tumultuous years in Michigan. You write the ship, you, and really you got done pretty wrong there because, you know, they cut your salary and did some things. So uh, I think he got out at the right time. You know, he's won everywhere he's gone. He won in San Diego, he, he won uh, in, uh, at Stanford, uh, he won at San Francisco, he won at Michigan. Uh, so I, I have no doubt that he'll do well. Uh, with uh, the San Diego Chargers. And that was University of San Diego when he was there. Uh, then Dave Canales uh, with the uh, Panthers. Yeah, he was the offensive guy. He was the offensive coordinator for the Bucks. It just, just dawned on me. Uh, uh, I, I, uh, I think that job, uh, th- that's one of the more fascinating ones. David Canales was uh, one-year offensive coordinator. He was quarterback coach. But One of the things that he has done uh, both in Seattle and in, and I think this is one, of the, the Panther move is a good move for him. Uh, the Panthers moving on him was a good idea, was because he took an undersized guy like Geno Smith in Seattle and was able to move him around. And really, Geno Smith had never been much of a, you know, uh, he was a solid backup, but just never been a consistent uh uh just you know really good player at quarterback and last year just had a phenomenal year. Now uh this year without Canales, the offensive coordinator or at least quarterback coach may have been offensive coordinator, he, he didn't look like the same person. And uh and then he goes to Tampa Bay. He does the same thing with um with uh, Baker Mayfield who uh was you know, at Carolina, ironically, and just couldn't get it going, spent a little bit of time with the Rams, uh, and just couldn't, you know. Uh, of course, was with the Panthers, you know, uh, uh, and then just uh, had that one year in L.A., had that one game that he just played phenomenally. But um, then goes to Tampa Bay, it pairs with Canales, the offensive coordinator, and just does phenomenal. So – what you have is you have Brian Canales been able to take an undersized Geno Smith uh, in uh, Seattle and then go into Tampa Bay, take an undersized Baker Mayfield. Well, once an undersized, shorter. And uh, so now he's becoming the head coach at Carolina and uh, he will be able to uh, take a, a really undersized. Uh, uh, quarterback and uh and and make you know, possibly be able to do something there uh with, you know, uh, that that he has been able to do in Seattle and he's been able to do in Tampa Bay. So it'll be it'd be fascinating to see what happens there. I actually thought that uh that the Panthers may be the perfect opportunity uh for Pete Carroll or for Bill Belichick. But after seeing it all, I I really think Bryce Young paired with Dave Canales is probably a really good thing. And I want to see, you know, uh, being an LSU fan, I was never a Bryce Young fan because he played for Alabama. But I I don't want to see a young man just be beat to death. And Well, he has. He's just really, really, you know, uh, been beat up. Uh, But a lot of that's just the, the design of the play and I think, uh, you know, not getting the ball out quick enough and not moving him around, not using his legs and keeping the offensive line kind of uh, off balance. So, anyway, it'll be, it'll be fascinating to see what you know, what happens there. So, uh, then the Falcons, uh, you know, they interviewed uh, Bill Belichick two times and then they end up going with Raheem Morris, uh, which ironically, Arthur Smith, whom, whom they fired, actually has a better winning percentage than Raheem Morris. Now, Raheem Morris was a head coach 13 years ago at, ironically, Tampa Bay. Uh, Didn't do well. Uh, Tampa Bay was pretty bad then, but he didn't do very well and uh, was fired. 13 years later, he gets another opportunity. I think he was 33 at the time he got that first opportunity, and now he's 46. So, you know, he's had a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of, uh time to to work and develop and and so you know that's that's definitely uh so we wish him the best and hope he uh you know hope he does really well uh i i, I think there is like i said there is definitely a trend for uh defensive co- uh, offensive coaches now with that being said you can take a defensive coach and if he has a a good quarterback then you know, you can hire an offensive coordinator and really, you know, probably other than the head coach and maybe the head coach is second, uh, having a, you know, first-rate, top-flight quarterback is probably, probably the most important thing. Uh, or if you have a really good coach and or a great coach and a good quarterback – I think you can do it. you got to have those two combinations. you got to have a guy that can bring in the right staff, that can run, you know, uh, get the right people for the right system. Uh, and, you know, th- then you've got a chance. If you've got a coach that's not very, uh, you know, very uh, encouraging, inspiring rather, uh, and then you don't have a very good coach, it's really a, it's it's kind of a you know it's it's a, it's a tough go for sure. Uh, so it'll be it'll be fascinating to see you know what happens. You know I, I hear a lot of these guys talking about it's about time for Raheem Morris to get his second chance. Well, you, you know you got a guy sitting out there at what fifty six years of age. Uh, uh, you know uh, with the the Bengals uh, defensive coordinator. Uh, in one Lou, uh, uh, how do you pronounce his last name? Ar- Armano, something like that. And uh, you know, uh, Onorumo. And you know, he's been a he's been a defensive coordinator, had tight flight defenses. He's 56 years of age, and still not been a, a head you know a, a head coach. Uh, you know, and and for all the talk about Eric being me the offensive coordinator, of the commanders, not get an opportunity. It, that may be the same thing with Lou uh, Armano that, that – uh, and I'm not saying his name right uh, – Anarumo. That may be the same thing for Lou Anarumo. This happened with Eric ben, uh, Benaby uh, And that is they just – from everything I've heard, they just don't interview well. Uh, they're great. They're great coaches. Now, me, um I think had the 24th rated, their offense was 24th last year in his first year as offensive coordinator of the Commanders, and this year they're 25th. Uh, So, you know, I think they're maybe scoring a point more. So there's not been a great, uh, you know, a great rebound there. But in fairness to him, I I think they need an upgrade at, uh, uh, definitely upgrade at quarterback. So... Anyway, it'd be be interesting to see uh, what happens there. Let's get to before we get there. I want to get to Pete Carroll, No Country for Old Men, and talk about uh, the the age factor uh, that's affecting these older coaches, the NFL. I mean, icons. You know, the winningest coach in NFL history, other than Don Shula for his games, but. Uh, Super Bowls, eight Super Bowls, six as a head coach, two as an assistant. Uh, so no one's even close to Bill Belichick. He only is behind Don Shula for wins and losses. Uh, and, and he's within 15 games, actually, of, of Don Shula, of the all-time record for victories. Uh, and he may not get it. And the reason he may not get it being Bill Belichick is because he may not, at 74, 73 years of age, he may not ever get a chance to, uh, you know, to coach again. Now, here's a couple of things. You know, one, Andy Reid, it's been reported Andy Reid may uh, retire after this year. And if Andy Reid retired, there, there is some speculation that Bill Bel- uh, Belichick could maybe go there you know, at least short term. I think the problem with Belichick, and this is nothing new that I'm I'm breaking here, uh, but I think one of the big problems with Belichick is that he, uh, I think he's wanting too much control. And, you know, when he started in 99 with the Patriots and through the years, uh, you know, that's worked. Now, in the last 10 years, he's not had good. He's only ever really, to you know, in in what seventeen years, he's drafted two good quarterbacks. One of those being, I mean, one great quarterback in Tom Brady, one very good quarterback uh, in Jimmy Garoppolo. And out of that, you, you you know, you you probably never heard of the quarterbacks are uh, not heard of them much as far as that goes. So uh, it's a uh, you know. Uh, and, and it showed in their last three or four years, they were pretty horrendous as a football team, and did not have a quarterback. But that was on Bill Belichick, because he's won you know, the final say on on uh, personnel matters. And I think from all reports, what uh, is that, you know, Arthur Blank, the owner of the Falcons, really wanted to hire him, but uh, Rich McKay, who I don't think is a general manager, but he's like. Arthur Blank's right hand guy when it comes to football. And uh, he just, you know, they, they were not gonna give him that kind of control. And uh, he, he really, you know, he was either gonna get that or not coach. And he, he may just have to realize that, you know, the NFL's changed. It's not 1999. And you, you, you may have to just coach. And if you wanna get Don Shula's record, so it'd be interesting maybe if something happens at uh, late, the Cowboys change their mind, if the Chiefs, if uh, Andy Reid indeed stepped aside. Uh, but I think this, this age thing is definitely having an effect. I think also, again, what Bill Belichick, uh, how much control he's wanting is having a huge effect. Now, uh, I, I think the same thing, Uh, Also, Belichick is a defensive coach, and then Pete Carroll's a defensive coach. And these teams, you know, can go in and not have guys demanding control. You can also have, um, you know, guys that are newer, younger, and are cutting edge on offensive schemes and, you know, have cut their teeth on being offensive coordinators. Uh, and that's where the league is right now. Rules and everything else is really geared toward offensive players. So, you know, a, uh, there's a, that's why there's a lot of movement toward young offensive minds, uh, with the exception of like, uh, you know, Raheem Morris, who actually has coached on both sides of the ball, coached receivers at one point, but also coached, um, and, and has been a defensive coach for some time now, uh, so it's very doubtful that Belichick would go to the Seahawks. Uh, and that's the only that that's actually the only opening left. You've got Ben Johnson, who was or is the offensive coordinator for the Detroit Lions, who's playing actually for the uh, the the National League uh, title uh this saturday or yes saturday or sunday and uh so it's uh you know it's uh, you know it it was kind of a no-brainer to bring in a guy like him uh ben johnson uh to uh, the commanders to revitalize uh that team uh so that'd be fascinating to to see there Uh, as far as uh, Pete Carroll, I would say Bill Belichick has a much better chance of becoming a head coach than uh, Pete Carroll. I, I don't see Pete Carroll. Pete Carroll may could go to college, you know. He may could go to like somewhere like Arizona. I think he could go somewhere. He, I think Pete Carroll with his, even though he's older, he's got this very youthful uh, persona and way about him. I, I, I think he could uh, – I think he could do quite well uh, in the college ranks, So we'll see. It would be be fascinating. Uh, hey, maybe Michigan. Maybe Bill Belichick at Michigan. Maybe uh, I can't see Pete Carroll or Bill Belichick putting up with the junk that's going on in college right now. But, you know, stranger things have happened, right? Um, but let's talk about the last opening, and that's Seattle Seahawks. And I really think the guy that's kind of cut out for that job, made for it, uh, just, the, you know, Se- Seattle has just always been a really tough, uh, really um, physical team. And I think it's, it really fits the personality uh, and the coaching style of Mike Vrabel. And so look, look for Mike Vrabel possibly to be the Seahawks' new, uh, new head coach. Uh, we'll see how that shakes out, possibly. And you know, again, Mike Rabel's, what, forty-seven? He's you know, mid to late forties. Uh, and right now in the NFL, with the exception of Raheem Morris, you know, this is a young man's game. It's it's a lot younger than forty-seven. Although I think um, I think Raheem Morris is forty-six. So um, so anyway, be be fascinated to find out. Uh, excuse me. <laughs> on a little bit of a political front, I wanted to just uh, touch on the. We, we may try to have uh, Daniel R. Street on tomorrow night. I'm going to reach out to him tomorrow and see if we can have him on. I'd like to talk about the uh, issue of the border and the battle between the feds and Texas and kind of see what in the world was the Supreme Court thinking. Now, the Supreme Court, just to, to and, and I won't get into it d- too much, because if Daniel's able to come on, I want him to, uh, to talk about it. But from everything that I've read, the Supreme Court, and that's why I just literally could not believe it when I saw it, the Supreme Court did not say that the feds could take over the border. What they said was the feds could take down the fence, which I don't, I don't understand that. If a state is sovereign, it's sovereign. So why can the feds come in and take down a fence? Uh, maybe it's a land issue. So we'll get into that hopefully with Daniel, our street, uh, tomorrow night and give you a little bit more headway. But it looks like that's going to be uh, a fascinating, fascinating uh, uh, thing going forward. Uh, we are brought to you by by the uh, Red River Uh, auto redriverauto.com and so we hope that you'll support redriverauto.com if you're looking for a uh, looking for a uh, car of any kind new or used check out redriverauto.com also mypillow MyPillow mypillow.com don't forget to use the promo code red and then last but not least uh, purpose media publishing purpose media publishing your loved ones wanting to publish a book, uh, then it's purposemediapublishing.com. media uh, very thankful that you have joined us tonight. Uh, I was pleased with uh, the turn, the the uh, results of the New Hampshire primary. Despite Nikki Haley, uh, I, I wanted I wanted Donald Trump to beat her by a lot more than 11 points. Uh, but when you had that many Democrats voting, a lot of people says, "Oh, well, that's what it's going to be in the." In the general, no, it's not because uh, independents are not going to vote for for uh, Joe Biden. Uh, Donald Trump's going to have the Donald Trump literally could get a hundred million votes, and and honestly, I think he has to get a hundred million votes to uh, you know to win to win, so they can't cheat. Uh, not because Joe Biden get anywhere near hundred million votes, but so they cannot cheat. Uh, so it, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. But anyway, it's fascinating, fascinating. And uh, I appreciate so much you guys joining us tonight. Uh, I'm uh, always just love jumping on here with you. Also, don't forget about our other podcast. Uh, we have the Doc Washburn Show. Uh, make sure you check that out. It's a great political show, Doc Washburn Show. Uh, also, uh, we have the Medicare Funcast. And this is. Uh, Brian Coolis, uh, he hosts the Medicare FunCast. It is a great, great combination show because what they do on the Medicare FunCast is uh, Brian, who is a Medicare expert, he's also a longtime former, really high-level radio personality uh, in like Dallas and, and uh, Arizona uh, and uh, several places. So, uh You'll love that because what he'll do is he'll go through and he'll do some teaching and helping you understand your rights and benefits and Medicare, and then he spends the rest of the show with just a lot of good cultural music, uh, pop culture uh, type stuff that just pure entertainment. Uh, and the good thing is, if you if you're not listening to the show, uh, I mean, if you just want to listen to the entertainment part. You, you have no need for the, the Medicare stuff. Just skip it. And so uh, those are two great uh, shows we'd love for you to take advantage of. Hey, thank you for spending the time with us tonight. I appreciate you so very much and uh, hope to talk to you later. All right. Have a good evening. Have a great weekend. You've been listening to the Red Pill Plus Podcast. Sports Plus News Done Right. We hope you've enjoyed the show. Make sure to like, rate, and review, and we'll be back soon. In the meantime, hit us up on Facebook and Twitter at Red Pill Plus, and check the website at DocWashburn.com slash Red Pill.